Next on BYUSN, it's a football Friday game day. The Cougars ready to host Cincinnati in their Big 12 home opener. We'll play a game of more or less to get you ready for kickoff. And Cincinnati radio analyst Jim Kelly will join us to preview the matchup between the Bearcats and Cougars. Plus, which side of the ball needs to help BYU get win number four tonight? And we'll preview the weekend with the Big 12 Roundup and prop picks. Maybe I'll win something. Maybe not. I'm leaning maybe not. Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store. Oh. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. An absolutely gorgeous fall morning at the base of the Wasatch Mountain. For the strength of the hills, we bless thee. It is September 29th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man who loves Friday game day more than probably everyone else, Jerem Jordan. Well, in general conference weekend, yeah, we can chill a little bit, just relax, to, to take it in, see how we can get better as people, and uh, you know, hear where the new temples are. Hope there's one in South Korea. Hope there's another in Brazil, and so on and so forth. One was announced for Pusan, South Korea, not yeah, too long ago. Yeah, more, baby. Let's go. Okay, no, it's, it's exciting. Always good to be here. It's especially good to be here on a game day, and we have. Some, uh, you know, painted-in end zones today. We have uh, the royal end zones on the north oh, and yeah. south, the filled-in white oval of the stretch Y in blue, the Big 12 logo, of course. It looks great, Spence. Today's a beautiful day. It's going to be fantastic weather. It's going to be in the mid-60s when the game is ending around midnight or so, depending on how long this puppy goes. But it looks great, man. It looks fantastic. You know what will look even better? If BYU has more points on the scoreboard, around midnight tonight than Cincinnati does. Thank you. Assuming that game doesn't go into midnight because it very well could yeah, if it's an overtime scenario. It's not one of those like, oh, Red Allman makes the game winner in 2016 like at 11.59 <laughs> right before <laughs> the Sabbath. <laughs> Depends on your definition of uh, when you start observing, but yeah. All right. You have plenty of reasons to rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. I know I'm steady blazing. Let's play our own little game, shall we, on a Friday game day? We call it more or less. More. We're discussing more isn't always better. <laughs> no. What, you know those, like, TikTok uh, or, where you hear the audio and it's like, all right, pick between mom and dad. We did this with Venna, like, three years ago. She, and it goes, pick between mom and dad. And she just points at Whitney. Like, before it even starts, I was like, whoa! Lose we haven't even started the game, Venna. Oh more my. or less. More. Okay. We are playing more or less. Yeah with what we feel are some very, very prominent numbers and statistics that are leading into this game and setting up juicy context. So I will begin, Jerem. Begin. More or less with, this centers around BYU's run game, 61 rushing yards for the Cougars tonight, which is their season average as a team through four games. It's so bad. Cincinnati's front seven is really good, specifically Juwan Briggs and Dante Corleone on the defensive line. More. I think BYU is going to rip off a couple of runs, L.J. Martin specifically. Maybe we see Keaton Slovis keep effectively in a RPO that, you know, maybe throws the defense off balance. Like, what do you do if you're Aaron Rodgers to try and get Cincinnati on its heels a little bit? You need a little bit of run, enough to get some play action, as yeah. Riley Nelson mentioned. So I'm going to go north of it. Does that mean it's going to be over 100 yards? I'm not sure, but it's definitely going to be north of 61. If it is north of 100 yards, I like BYU's chances to win this game growing exponentially. <laughs> Just 100. Seriously. It's, 
so bad. BYU has rushed for over 100 yards in one game this season, and it took a 91-yard performance by L.J. Martin in a quarter and a half in the third and fourth quarters to get over that number. Yeah, I don't care when it happens. Like, if it happened in the third and fourth quarter, great, whatever. If BYU can't rush for more than 61 yards against Cincinnati, they're going to lose the game. Dunzo. They're going to lose the game. There's no way. They win the game if that happens. I don't see a scenario where BYU just goes bonkers through the air. BYU will rush the ball at least 22 times. At least 22 times. 22 is not a lot. All you need is like a three-yard average on 22 carries to get 66 yards and go north of 61. But it's been two points. I know. It's been (laughs) six feet and a little more. Can they do it at home after there's been so much attention paid to it? Have they rectified some things? Are there some new running nuances and, and new little tweaks in the scheme. Just block but a fool. Block a fool. Will they do what Riley Nelson suggested yesterday and go man-blocking scheme instead of zone-blocking scheme it's and simplify it? to change midstream in any extreme way. As well, is that an extreme way, though? Because they can still run the same setup. Now you just have a man-blocking assignment instead of a zone. I don't know how hard that is for them. North. Okay, more more or less, 172 rushing yards for Cincinnati. This is the difference between what Cincinnati averages and what BYU allows average. They will have fewer than 172 rushing yards. And I feel like BYU has to hold Cincinnati under 172 to feel good about winning this game. 172 is not a huge number. To us, that's a huge number. That is not to anybody else. Cincinnati is averaging a little over 200 yards, 213 yards per game. 214, 214 yards per game. Okay. Okay, we'll round up to 215. BYU definitely can't give up 215 on the ground to Cincinnati and feel good about winning this game because Emory Jones, their quarterback, is good enough as a dual threat to throw for at least 150. And so if he's throwing for 150 and they're going north of 215 on their season average, Cincinnati's going to be on the field for a long time. Right, but that's a long time. Like, I would think against this BYU defense, they're not going to put up, uh, you know, 400-plus perhaps. That's not a huge number. Again, if if you gave up... You know, 172 or 200 and 150 uh, through the air. That's 350. That's not a lot of yards. That's what Kansas did last week, and they won because they had two defensive touchdowns. Right, but but we're assuming if the margin is equal, and and there weren't any score. Let's say neither team turns it over. I'd take 350 allowed right now. I would. That's not a big number. I'm I'm going fewer than 172. They average 488 a game. The number to watch tonight in this regard is 150 because Kalani Satake wins 80% of his games as head coach at BYU when BYU holds an opponent to a fewer than 150 rush yards. Yeah. That, l- listen, most people are going for 200-200. BYU's never sought that. <sighs> BYU's always thought 300-150. That's kind fewer of- than 172. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> you, going o- you going north of that? You going more? I am going north, but not much. Like 189. Okay. Still would be a winning number. It's very me. specific. 189. 189 on the nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's because. 189. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's going to be a Sounded like, good in my mind. Yeah. Well, I, I like a weird number. Yeah. You know that. Okay. okay. More or less, yeah. BYU's defense will force one and a half turnovers. So yeah. essentially yeah. saying, yeah. are they going to have one I, or fewer or two or more? Yeah. So explaining yeah. to the audience. <laughs> explaining to the audience. Thank you. That's like okay. Some, I know. People have asked this. Yeah. People have, why do How you, can you why get do you a half? This is why. Um, the, I'm telling you why, James, the member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I go one, the, exactly one. I think BYU forces a turnover. It is an interception, and it is Eddie Heckard specifically. Yeah, I go one. Oh. So under. You're getting really specific. 
189 rushing yards. Super Eddie hard about this for is like, going to have the interception. I thought super hard about this for like seven minutes in my office this morning. I just don't feel like Cincinnati plays a style of football that would lead to a bunch of turnovers because they are so ground heavy and they run a physical game and their backs are good at protecting the ball. What if they're playing from behind, Spence, and they have to? <sighs> well, that's maybe, that, maybe that's where the interception the happens. That's when it happens. But even then, you're still going fewer, and I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going fewer than yeah. – if BYU forces two turnovers, let's go. Now we're hope, really hope talking the about, doesn't give it away about the Cougars winning this game against Cincinnati, who's driven so much by the run. Driven by you. Uh, more or less, BYU will attempt 40 passes. I'm going more. Oh, are they playing from behind? No. If this, that happens, this is, this does the run game stink? No, this is the game design. Like, Cincinnati's going to allow BYU the short passing yardage. This is not playing to BYU's hand. They're going to allow BYU to throw short passes and screen passes and little dump-offs. And they're going to – the check down – Will they all game? The hot read is going to be one of Keaton Slovis' best friends tonight. When they bring the blitz, hit a little check down, a little hot read for two or three yards. Like, it's – My wife's getting into romance novels. A lot of hot reads in our house. Oh, my. Stop it. Good gosh. Good. Stop it. Okay, there will be 40 – like, passes. If BYU runs, let's say, 70 plays tonight – 70 would be good. 65. Yeah. Okay. 40 passes, 25 runs, great. 40, pass, 40 passes, I believe, is going to happen because of what is going to be required to pick up yards against an incredible front seven. And where they're soft not. is in the short yardage pass game. I go under, but just barely like 38. I think it's a high passing night. Okay. Yeah. More or less, Cincinnati will have 34 minutes time of possession. This And we're not... Don't go overtime here. We're just going just like regulation. They'll have 34 minutes This just minutes in, in overtime, there's position. no time, yes. so it's all good. Um, 32-28, they go under, but they still own it. They, they, they're going to have more uh, possession than BYU because they run the ball more effectively than BYU. This has not this been BYU's happen. forte. No. Holding on to the ball. BYU's but I don't care. If you score, like, Arkansas BYU has scored a bunch points, points, but they've been efficient. I don't care. It's fast. The greatest offenses are fewer plays. You know, if BYU can get methodical, you need a run game to get methodical, though. Methodical being 10-plus. Okay. Yeah, I could see Cincinnati having 34 minutes or, or more based on the style of play. Yeah. Can compared BYU. To B, compared to what BYU does. If BYU's going to throw a bunch, and I think they will, that – Lends to Cincinnati, who rushes the ball more, naturally yeah. having more time of possession. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be much more than 34, but I could see like a 35-25 split in favor of Cincinnati. That's a monster number. It's hard to win. I know. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is my favorite one. More or less, BYU scored 20 points. AKA, will BYU equal or score more than Oklahoma did last week against Cincinnati? Granted, at Nippert. Yeah, this isn't in Cincinnati. This isn't the Big 12 opener on the road at Cincinnati. This is no Skyline Chili. Stadium. Ain't no spaghetti. On night. And chili around here. We got Cincinnati players saying, ah, oh, Nippert's better. Hey, I played there last year, blah, 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 blah. 40K, that's like just this side. Stop it. We got 63. A, a sellout Let's on a go. Friday night on general conference weekend for the Big 12 home opener. Ain't no way BYU losing this game. Uh, Nippert's loud. Shut up. <laughs> Shut it. Stop it. It was a Utah State guy Stop that said it. that. Stop it. Classic Aggie move. Like, <laughs> come on. So more or less? They're scoring more than 20 points. I agree, but it's 21. First to 24 <laughs> wins the game. First to 24 wins the game yeah. tonight. Yeah. I see somewhat I guarantee of a, it. Uh, thanks, Charles. You're welcome. Or the men's warehouse. 
Or George Foreman. Or George Foreman. It could be like a could combo. It could be a few of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll like the way you look at men's way. Shane Company on the corner of... Too much free advertising here. Too much free advertising going on here. Corbin sponsors the team's like, dude, cut him off. Cut him off. Okay, I go just over 21. Okay, First to 24 wins the game. I'm telling you. I see a slobber knocker that's like 21-17. Like that kind of game tonight. Okay. That's what I'm seeing. Give me the Bronco rule, baby. Give me the Bronco Mendenhall rule. Bronco this, is, this game feels like spirit and honor, an baby. absolute Bronco Mendenhall rule. Why am I gritting when I talk like that? Because, because it's Bronco. Put a mouthpiece that, in It's man. what he does. All right. More or less. Ooh. Receptions for Isaac Rex or yeah. Xavier Henderson? So who, which of those two guys going to have more receptions? Xavier Henderson's a baller. Um, Isaac Rex, we're just talking straight catches, homie, though. Isaac got targeted 13 times last week and had, what, seven catches? Mm-hmm. That was a I'm, career high. I'm going Isaac tonight. I think he gets the ball a lot. Xavier Henderson will get a lot as well. Professor X in the house. Is Eddie Hecker going to be blanketed on Xavier Henderson? I, w- I would think Jacob Robinson might be on him. We'll see. How will that Because Eddie blitzes up? sometimes. So you're going to put Jacob on that guy. Like, you're going to keep him on him. <sighs> I think so. Either one. Both good players. This is tough because I both feel like they're going to end up like both these guys are going to end up with like maybe five or six catches apiece. Xavier Henderson um, is capable of like a ten for for sure hundred. Like he is. Will they is, want to throw that much against BYU or want time of possession and do the run heavy I think, attack? I think they just. They watched what Kansas did last week. Score. Why would they not just try and run the ball? Oh man, uh, and I'm, probably no. Ben I'm still, but I'm still going to go Xavier Henderson. Okay. Yeah, just okay. over Isaac Rex. Okay, more or less the snarky McSnarkerson department coming up with this one. Uh, BYU have over under .5 illegal touching penalties. <laughs> If they will get, it happen for no, a fifth game in a row? It will not happen. On the small chance that it does happen. What will we do if the officials are purposely looking for it and looking for the most just tiny, minute infraction, just so that they can keep the streak alive. If it happens, I will again, call conspiracy yeah. on the officiating crews if it's a fifth game in a row and we look at the screen and we're like, yeah. it doesn't look like he's covering anybody up, which was the case last week. We will send a f- a what's called a letter. Uh, some of these guys have no idea what that is. Uh, students of BYU, oh, a letter like you put a stamp on it. That's apparently sixty something cents now. To the to the commissioner's office saying, we would like a uh, an appeal. Yes. <laughs> illegal touching. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen. Can you explain the so rule, silly. please? Because we're not getting it. Well, Aaron Rodgers no, straight up on it. coordinators' corner last week yeah, said, "I a hundred percent disagree. That was not illegal touching." The ref on the near side of that. Checked with. Told Keelan Marion, you're good. You're good. And then the guy on the opposite side of the field throws the flag. You're good, meaning no. you're off. No. You're off because Isaac was on the line. Like when I go to Jerry Seinfeld voice, I'm very frustrated. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why is that What's official calling that play? Hey. Why is he throwing the flag? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once he goes. <laughs> Topic two. Which side of the ball will play a more critical role in tonight's game? I guess there are three sides to this. If Cincinnati can't score, <laughs> then. And BYU only scores 14 points, whatever. Sam Houston scenario. Then BYU's going to win the game, obviously. Can BYU's defense hold Cincinnati to what Oklahoma's defense did? It's like a, a single digit number. Or even a single digit or even nice. under under 20. Can yeah. BYU's defense hold Cincinnati under 20 points? I'm not super afraid of the explosiveness or the capability of explosive plays from Cincinnati at this moment. I agree. I, I just I'm haven't, afraid I haven't seen a ton. I've methodical. Rate, yes, methodical, methodical yes, run game. That they are getting five yards on first down. It's like, oh, shoot. They are controlling the game. I think it's defense. I believe it's defense. I, okay, we agree. 
cannot let Cincy dictate this game no. through the run game. Get off the, the clock. field. Get, yeah. But remember, the thing that BYU does really well that Cincinnati does not is red zone. Red zone offense is excellent for BYU. Very 80%, efficient. 80% once they get in there, touchdowns. 100% once they get in there, right? Keep in mind that Cincinnati does kick a lot of field goals. I wonder how that's going to fare in perhaps a low-scoring defensive game tonight, if it goes that way, where um, they, you know, they, they kick a lot. They're 8 of 10. That's the most makes and attempts in the Big 12. You kick as many field goals as you want tonight. Kick five. That's 15 points. Carter Brown, long of 54. Dude's got leg. So we'll see. First in that in that mountain air. Find a way to get to 24. Yeah. First, I feel like 24 points is the benchmark tonight for both teams. Bronco approves. Yes. Somewhere Clay Bronco Mendenhall approves. Okay, we think the defense you know is the Clay? key. In another. Can the defense get off the field for BYU against a very efficient rushing attack? If they can do that yeah. and not surrender those long, sustained seven to nine minute drives that are just absolutely seven to killers. nine, holy mackerel, killers, right? Those. Yeah, that that's the key. Our question of the day is this: On a scale of one to ten, mm. how confident are you that BYU will beat Cincinnati tonight? Remember the Cougars. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, given just a 43% chance to win this game. Are we weirded out by that? And they're still a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah. BYU opened as the favorite, got as high as a three-point favorite, now a one-and-a-half-point underdog. <laughs> All them Swifties in Vegas. <sighs> the Travis Kelsey fans. The Travis Ultimately, Kelsey effect is the real Taylor good. Swift fans <laughs> who are just getting into football now. Oh, oh, it's oh, – it's, up to 57.5% Cincinnati now, so great, more great news. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's not 42.5% well, chance for BYU? Okay, so I rounded up. Still still accurate. No, but it's changed a little bit. Oh, just just a touch the last couple of days. BYU's chance has gotten lower. Yeah, but ain't no way BYU losing this game. I've been seeing it for months, and I really hope I'm right. Jerem 100% <laughs> guarantees it. Okay? Sarah, 100%. Sarah Thomas. I like the way you look. <laughs> Sarah Thomas Bobo on Instagram answers on the scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. I'd say my confidence is at a solid 8 for a win tonight. Okay. Feels like a lot of things are solidly in BYU's favor, even with the struggles they've had this season. Yeah. A late-night game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium always puts BYU in a good position to win. Are we? How, how much are we riding on the night thing? Heavy. Uh, I do believe Very in BYU heavy. at night. I believe I, – I know that uh, – Cougars hunt at night. at night. Yes, they do. Literally. <laughs> they are nocturnal predators. Literally. Nocturnal predators. Rob Strong on Facebook says, not as confident as Jerem <laughs> yeah. for crying out Ain't loud. Ain't no way! But definitely feeling like BYU's got the W this evening, 7 out of 10. Seven's good feeling, right? Little Mac on X. Six home game and atmosphere. Six home game and atmosphere. Favorite BYU running game and injuries concern me. Yeah, the injuries, no Ben Bywater that, that makes hurts. you a little nervous. A young but talented Harrison Taggart perhaps is going to get a lot of run tonight. The Oregon transfer, who's been pretty yep. good. Yep. But it's different when... It's you're the guy. So hopefully Harrison Taggart has a great game because it doesn't seem like Ben Bywater is going to be back tonight. But hopefully Parker Kingston can make it back. I heard there's a chance. There's a chance yeah. if if he was able to practice late in the week. There's yeah. a great chance. Okay. We'll see. Let's go. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Yo, we're going to be back from the stadium tonight, eight Eastern time. BYUSN game day. It's going to be awesome. Two hours and fifteen minutes of joyous. Incredible content from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Outside it, inside it, all the warm-ups. You can't see that anywhere else. Coming up tonight, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV. On BYU TV. Up next, Cincinnati Bearcats radio play-by-play -play analyst Jim Kelly will join us to preview tonight's game. Why does he think the Bearcats are a one-and-a-half-point favorite? 
This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to Studio LES, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on ben a Friday game day. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is now our pleasure to welcome in longtime Cincinnati Bearcats football radio analyst and a guy who's been linked with UC Athletics for almost 45 years, whether as a student athlete, broadcaster, and certainly an ambassador. He is Jim Kelly. Jim, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Great to talk with you. Well, great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right. As we look at this Friday night matchup, and we looked at where the experts in the desert put the line to begin, which was BYU as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It grew to three. And then really in like less than a 48-hour period, it just swung to Cincinnati. So now Cincinnati comes in as a road favorite. Why do you think the Bearcats match up well with BYU and come in as a favorite in spite of losing two straight games? Yeah, I, I, I do think they match up well. Um, why the point spread moved like that, I, I really have no idea. Um, but the point that you made there, you know, was one and a half points BYU, then it went to three. I think I saw it as high as five, and it swung back. And, and what that just says to me is that it's going to be a pretty close game. Um, Cincinnati being on the road with, you know, the time change and a little bit of issues with the altitude, um, I understand why they initially were, uh, you know, were, were a, a, an underdog in this particular case. And BYU being a two and two in Cincinnati, I'm sorry, being a, a three and one in Cincinnati being a two and two. Certainly that spread made sense. Why it swung back the other way, I don't know. But regardless of that, I do think it's uh, two teams that their strengths kind of match up against each other. Um, and from that perspective, I think it could be and, and should be a very close football game. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun one. What's weird about this line, the only explanation we could come up with, Jim, is the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift effect of Cincinnati <laughs> just riding this massive wave this week of popularity. What's it been like for Bearcat Nation to take in that one of their own is dating perhaps the most popular person in the world yeah. at the moment? Wow. <laughs> it's a clash, a clash of cultures for sure, but it's, <laughs> you can imagine in Cincinnati what it's like. Um, and the, uh, the, the folks that make the jerseys are literally uh, making Travis Kelsey throwback jerseys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they will be very popular very soon when they hit the market. Um, it's pretty amazing. And, um, you know, it, it gets a lot of ink nationally and as well as in Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, to her credit, um, you know, she's a wholesome brand. She does a lot of the good things and she was in Cincinnati for two shows this summer and it was just really neat to see the way the city reacted to her and um, you know it was neat to be downtown when she was at the stadium just to have the vibe around and um, so from that perspective you know she's good and Travis you know he, sometimes he can put his foot in his mouth but at the same time <laughs> he's one heck of a football player yeah. and um, he, he's, he's got fun. a whole new group of fans now but they're yes. all 13 and 14 and 15 so. <laughs> Yes, the Swifty Nation combining with uh, Travis exactly. Kelsey. His podcast has grown exponentially. I started listening brother. to it this week. I, I love it's it. It's really good. So good. I mean, they, they, both him and Jason, do a great job, um, you know, tackling all these really heavy 
uh, subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good broadcast or a good podcast. Oh, amen to that. Jim Kelly is a Cincinnati football radio analyst. He is live with us on BYU Sports Nation. Jim, we know very well that Cincinnati's rush defense is elite when it comes to Big 12 rush defense. So good, led by big Dante Corleone. BYU's offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick said this week he's one of the best football players up front that I've ever seen on film. We're not expecting BYU to suddenly be able to run the ball against Cincinnati, but in your expert opinion, having watched this Bearcats team, if BYU doesn't have any type of advantage in the run game against that front, where where is there a cause for concern for Cincinnati defending BYU? Well, there's plenty of causes for concerns. And, and I'll be honest, and you guys probably are thinking the same thing. It, it's a mystery to me why BYU hasn't run the ball for more um, or hasn't run the ball, you know, yardage-wise, rushing yards-wise, that they haven't been able to get more on the ground. Um, I don't think they're going to quit trying tonight. I really don't. And that's one of the things with with Corleone, with Briggs, with Eric Phillips, the three down guys, running right at them is probably not a bad idea. Now, um, that being said, um, you know, the, 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 the explosiveness of the BYU offense is what scares Cincinnati. And um, that's one of those things um, that a big play can really, really change the course of a game. And from the passing game in particular, where the big plays normally hit. Uh, so they're very, very concerned there. So they're going to try in a measured way to, to put pressure on the quarterback, those three in particular. There'll be some additional guys, you know, from time to time, they'll mix up their packages like everybody does. And, you know, whether that includes linebackers, occasionally maybe a safety, definitely at times a corner, um, maybe the nickel corner. So, but that, that would be the concern. As far as running the ball against those guys, um, you know, maybe the best way is to run right at them. If you can get to them um, and get by them, you know, there's some space out there. Uh, but they are a good front, and they can go six deep there, too. The three guys that I just mentioned, and you mentioned Dante Corleone, he's absolutely fun to watch. He's just uh, not very tall, not overly tall for a defensive lineman. Um, you know, and it's, it has slimmed down 15 pounds from last year, but he can create havoc there. And then Jawan Briggs is yeah. um, uh, very, very good as well. And then Eric Phillips is the third. All three of them are really, really good. Um, so the defense has played well. The secondary played well against Oklahoma. They did not give up only one explosive play in the passing game. Their concern this week is that BYU will be able to hit some of those. And um, they will probably play it very cautious, keeping guys in front of them, which means, you know, the short and intermediate passing game is going to be there um, if, if if indeed um, you know the, the front three guys don't get to the quarterback or force him out of the pocket and that's the that's the advantage there for BYU is um, is he can throw on the run so um, you know that's advantage for you guys. Jim uh, how are people feeling about uh, Cincinnati football because a big win over the Colonels of Eastern Kentucky obviously and then the, that was a nice win at Pitt and then Losing the victory bell for the first time since 05 was a little weird, but Oklahoma comes to town, only six points scored, but 20 allowed is a good number against the Sooners. So how are people feeling about uh, Cincinnati at 2-2 two and two at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously losing that Miami game, that we'd be sitting here, at th Cincinnati would be at 3-1, BYU at 3-1. It's probably getting a little bit more national attention. So losing that game to, um, you know, to Miami hurt. And the, I guess the scary part or the, the part that would concern the Cincinnati fan base 
um, is in the last two games, the Miami game and then the Oklahoma game, they have moved the ball tremendously between the 20s. I mean, really, really not, not huge numbers against Oklahoma, but huge numbers against Miami. But failures in the red zone, puzzling failures in the red zone, um, because you're moving the ball at ease against two pretty good football teams. Miami, certainly not the caliber of Oklahoma, but still a pretty good defense, but unable to get unable to get into the end zone. And, you know, even in, in the Oklahoma game, even if you score, you, so they were two out of eight on touchdowns um, in the Oklahoma game in the red zone, even if they, uh, I'm sorry, again, the Miami game, even if they get uh, in against, uh, against Oklahoma, they were, they were shut out other than field goals. So if they, if they get one touchdown, that game comes down to the end and it, you know, that Oklahoma game, you're looking at whoever scores last potentially walking away with the win there. It wasn't that close because Oklahoma kept them out of the end zone. Jim Kelly, Cincinnati Bearcats radio football analyst is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll finish with this, Jim. We've talked a little bit about playing on a short week. Cincinnati has to travel. They've got to play in Provo on a Friday night at altitude. How much of an impact, if any at all, do you feel like any of those factors will have on the Bearcats and the way they play tonight? You know, I really don't think it'll have a factor at all. And here's the thing, and everybody in the Big 12, and quite honestly, everybody in the Big 10, everybody in the, uh, you know, the the ACC, the SEC, you've got to worry about this now with basically you're playing the whole country. So you're going to have to travel time zones. Now, the altitude is something you don't find everywhere. But, but honestly, there's some ways to combat that. And they're doing all those things. You know, they're hydrating more than they normally would to make sure that that doesn't bother them. So you've got whatever conference, big fan conference you're playing in right now, you're going to have to be ready, whether you're going east, whether you're going west, you're going to, you're going to have to uh, be able to cross time zones and deal with it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't think that'll be, you know, I, I honestly think what's going on on the field, the X's and O's, is, is a bigger concern for Cincinnati, stopping BYU, being able to, kind of get away from those red zone woes that they have and put some points on the board. And, and, you know, in this particular case, they feel like they need to somehow be 24 points or so on the offensive side to be in this football game tonight because they believe BYU is going to be able to, uh, to, to move the ball and score. So I, I don't know that it's a huge thing. Now, that being said, it is the first time they've traveled uh, big time this year. They, they did play at Pittsburgh, but that literally – uh, is 250 miles away and, yeah. uh, you know, not the same time zone. So even though that was a road game, they played very well there. Um, this one's a little bit bigger in the fact that they had to come, you know, I think, think I was told it was in the neighborhood of 14, 1500 miles and then, uh, you know, two hour time difference. So it does and not to mention uh, the altitude. Cincinnati is what, 450 uh, feet above sea level. And I think we're what, about 4,500 or yes. so in Provo, yep. something like that. So there, there is a difference there. Um, but again, I don't know that's going to make a big difference. And it's certainly something that the Bearcats need to get used to. Jim, we appreciate the time, and take this for what it's worth. Before Taylor Swift was a fan and friend of Travis Kelsey, you, good sir, were a fan and friend of Travis Kelsey. You, you're old OG friends, if you will, and that, that's got to be yes. worth something now. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I knew Tra I've known Travis quite a while, and uh, Travis's story is a great one. And that the uh, – uh, I can't even think of the name of their podcast, The Heights – um, the heights, which yep. is a, a tribute to where they grew up in Cleveland Heights. 
um, is a really, really good podcast. And Travis is an interesting guy. And, and Jason is just a wonderful guy. And um, I think, honestly, we'll probably see both those guys in the NFL Hall of Fame sometime. Great stuff. Jim, thanks uh, for the time. Great to talk with you. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Jim Kelly, Cincinnati Bearcats radio football analyst. He said 24 as well. 20, 24. I'm telling you, 24 well. is the – yes. Okay, then. So I'm telling you, okay. it's there. It's there. I didn't believe him until <laughs> he said it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Cougar pregame live tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. As Shep and the boys get you ready for this one tonight, 8 Eastern. Let's go, baby. Uh, we referenced this earlier. We're going to play it for you. What one Cincinnati player is saying about playing in front of BYU's fans? Yeah, Utah State Aggie. Classic Aggie move. Let's just go ahead and just fuel this baby. This is BYU Sports Nation. Pour it on! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation. Hey, we even have a sign in the stadium. On Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio LES on a Friday game day. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out today's headlines. I don't know if you guys heard, but BYU football is playing tonight. Uh, it's the first Big 12 home game ever. It's not even that loud there, Jerem. How dare you. <laughs> Reschlick. Cincinnati Bearcats tonight. Pre-game on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the apps. At 8 Eastern time, going to be buzzing. Busy weekend for Cougars in the NFL. Headlined by Zach Wilson, the New York Jets, hosting, you know, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Another easy Taking one for Zach. Taking it easy on Zach. Puka Nakua and the Rams play Blake Freeland's Colts. Fred Warner and the 49ers try and stay perfect against the Arizona Cardinals. Tyler Algier and the Atlanta Falcons face the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. And in Andy's room. London, They're doing England. that broadcast, man. And Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints take on division foe Tampa Bay. Darren Hall, Kyrus Chung and the Vikings play the Panthers. Michael Davis and the Chargers play the Raiders. Dax Milne and the Commanders play the Eagles, Fly Eagles. And Sione Takitaki and the Browns play the Raiders. And Kyle Van Oy, will he be elevated to the 53? We'll see. KVN does it again? Question mark? We'll see. Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball <sighs> loses in four sets at 10th-ranked Texas in Austin in the first of two matches. BYU won the first at 25-13, like It was 16-4, bro. Domination early. And then well, Texas woke up. They won the next three. BYU was led by Aaron Livingston, who had 16 kills. Kate Pryor had 11 kills. Yep. Cougars have one more chance to take down the Longhorns tonight, 8 Eastern on the Longhorn Network. So Good, good luck trying yeah, to try, watch that one. Uh, nobody's really going to be able to see it. Nope. And a third football game. That's <laughs> next. Number six, BYU women's soccer played Cincinnati to a draw last night. That's a disappointing result. Uh, Brecken Mozingo scored BYU's lone goal off a penalty in the 47th minute. Let's hear the dulcet tones of one Spencer. Approaches with the left foot and scores! <laughs> Upper 90 on the right side. Nice, bro. BYU 2-0-2 in league, eight points. That's fifth place right now. That's not good. Cougars play at Iowa State Monday. I know they haven't lost in league, but the two ties are... A bummer. BYU they, wants to be 4-0. They don't have a home win in the Big 12. <sighs> that hurts. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling. Wally Thane and Zach Fuchs led BYU men's tennis to a total of four singles wins and three doubles victories on the day. Play continues through Monday at the ITA Mountain Region Championship at Air Force. Well women's, done. Women's tennis begins play at the Cal Fall Invitational held in Berkeley today and tomorrow. Good luck. And men's and women's swim and dive are competing in the Intermountain Shootout 
in my old stomping grounds, the oh, Western Slope yeah, baby. of Grand Junction, Colorado this weekend. Shout out to the Junctionites. You were there three years. Yes, I was. You invited me to come work with you. I told you that. KJCT News 8, <laughs> where the news comes first. Those are today's headlines. Now we offer That's opinions no. in the whip. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Utah State transfer and current Cincinnati defensive lineman Daniel Greshlick spoke to the media earlier this week and was asked about playing at BYU. I feel like the crowd, I feel like Nipper's better, so like ain't nothing, nothing really that we ain't seen before, but it's going to be louder in there, but the elevation is going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a problem. But I played there last year, you know, it was nothing, nothing crazy. Okay, then. Uh, you lost last year! You lost. Also, he's comparing it to his home stadium. Uh, it's not like Nippert's lap. We're, we're comparing road venues. Yeah, here. we're comparing road venues. Um, listen. Am I bugged? Yes, I'm bugged. Listen, is it crazy? Like, are there weird things that happen? No, BYU is super nice and whatnot. What What it will be crazy though is the volume. Ask Arizona State in 2021. Ask Baylor in 2022. Ain't nothing, com according to uh, Daniel Greshlick. Ain't nothing. The St. Um, St. Maverick Stadium, okay? The St. Nippert. <laughs> Those are 40K or lower. This is, after uh, Texas leaves, the largest stadium in the Big 12, okay? Really, I'm not that bugged. The volume is going to be the crazy part. Yeah, really, I'm not that bugged, but I do love to fuel angry people. But it is a classic Aggie move. I love it. Let's fuel <laughs> that, babe. Just pour the gasoline on. Come on, baby. By the way, George Udo plays for Cincinnati. We have not mentioned this. He played for BYU. All right. Yeah. Jeremy, what did you make of BYU women's volleyball and their performance against Texas last night? Unbelievable first set. Uh, Texas had nine hitting errors. Uh, they adjusted. They started hitting high hands. They found seams. They served BYU off the line quite a bit. So that was that was tough. But, uh, hey, get back at it. See if you can't pull off a win tonight. 25-13 first set. I, I was in the soccer match, but I was trying to, like, keep an eye on things. I was like, whoa, that's a great start. And then all of a sudden, they lost 3-1. to one. All the good mojo was in the one set. That's volleyball, though. You gotta, you gotta win. You gotta three. sustain it. You gotta, you gotta sustain, sustain it. it. Yep. We'll yeah. do a lot of that this weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of expected. Like I kind of expected like BYU to go there and compete, but hopefully they can figure it out. Not tonight. compete as well as I wanted in sets two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there a cause for concern with women's soccer with the two league ties? At yes, because TCU and Utah State have shown every other team in the country in the Big Twelve how to beat BYU. Which it, is what? Same thing, okay? It is score early and then just park the bus defensively. And then BYU hopefully doesn't have good shots because they had a yes. ton of shots but not a ton on goal. No. They were not on target primarily. And did not have a goal in the run of play, neither PK, right? So, yeah, I mean, mem multiple members of the staff told me last night, we need to figure out how to win games because these teams are all trying to do the same thing against get us. Get a lead. Score and yeah. then just defend, defend, defend. And frankly, get a tie on BYU's home field. Getting a tie is a win versus BYU. Yeah. And a tie feels like a loss for this team. They were number one. They acted like it again last night. They're number Understandably. six. Understandably. Yeah, BYU. They were upset. Yeah. And this week's Her Why podcast, part two of the conversation with former BYU and Utah Volleyball All-American Kenzie Kerber-Daly. Talks about why she joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and how she ended up at BYU. Check it out on the BYU Radio app or download the podcast. After the break, we preview the weekend, make our predictions in the Big 12 Roundup. And our prop picks. Jeremy going to win something this week? Didn't you win prop picks last week? Yeah, I did. That's good. I won something. BYU. This yeah. is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. I'm winning at life. <laughs> this portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It is a football Friday. The Bearcats and Cougars will play under the Friday night lights. 25 and 3 from 2019, six or later kicks. Let's go. They hunt at night. It's time for the Big 12 Roundup, where we make our picks on every Big 12 game. We'll give you the lines from our friends in the desert and make our picks. I'm not that friendly with them. I don't, I don't know. Hey, Jerem hasn't to. won a single round of this, so trying to change his fortunes this week. Yeah. Okay, uh, Baylor and UCF, who's favored by 12 and a half. Who you got? I'm riding with Jeff Grimes. Yes, and I'm going with Baylor and the points. Yep. That's a big line, especially if John Reese Plumley is not playing for UCF. No, your boy Timmy McLean is. But Sawyer Robinson, I, I'm going with Baylor as well. I, I have Baylor covering, so who cares on that? All right. If we're the same, it does. It's and not exciting. But I believe it so much, it's my super pick. Oh, uh, it's your super pick, point. so it, wow. I believe a lot in uh, Jeff Grimes. Let's go. All right. 24th ranked Kansas. Yep. Yep, they're ranked after beating BYU and starting 4-0. Yep. At number three, Texas, the Longhorns are a 16-and-a-half point favorite. This is the difference between Texas and everybody else. Well, Oklahoma. You're going to see the difference in this game. 17-plus <gasps> for Texas. You know what you just did? Texas cover. You just gave me the win for Kansas because you put the 17-plus curse on Texas. It's not a thing. Thank you for the win. It's not a thing. Thank you for that win. I just won a bunch of times when I said 17-plus. I'm, I'm going with Kansas. We just remember the train wreck. I'm going with, I'm going with Kansas to Texas cover. Houston Texas Tech, Red Raiders by 8-and-a-half. Big number. That is a big number. Especially after Tyler Shuck broke his leg. I don't trust Texas Tech to win by nine points. Big number. Is that home? Houston's not great, yeah. but Texas Tech is reeling to say the least. So I'm actually I'm gambling a little bit here. <laughs> gambling couch? <laughs> not actually gambling, but but I'm going to go That's with Houston. To I'm going to go with Houston here. I'm going with Houston as well. It's the Baron Morton show. The new All right. Okay. Yeah. Tech one and three against the spread. Not great. Iowa State is almost a 20-point yeah. underdog on the road at 14th rank Oklahoma, 19 and a half. Who you got? Cyclones, Rocco Beck, the new quarterback, threw for 348 last week. But give me Oklahoma to cover <laughs> at 19 and a half. If this was in Ames and it was a 19 and a half point line, I might go Iowa State. Maybe. Maybe. Matt Campbell in that bent brim of his hat. This is in Norman. No. Come on. No way. I'm, you got to ride with we're Oklahoma too, we're here. too similar. Boomer Sooner right here. Yeah, it's not going to tip over this week. Uh, it's also my super pick, Jerem. Ooh, look at you. Okay. West Virginia, TCU. TCU by 13 and a half. I don't know when people are finally going to start to believe me that TCU, even though they lost to Colorado, they're still really, really, like really, people... really good. Oh, yeah, they went to the national title game. They're still really good. Yeah. They're receiving. They're just outside the top 25. Yep. After they beat West Virginia, and they will by 14 or more, I'm rolling with TCU West again. West Virginia played Penn State tougher than we think. They've had a couple no. of wins that surprised us. The Mountaineers have, have been surprising. Third down defense, sixth in the country at 25% allowed. Give me West Virginia to cover on the Horned Frogs and whatever their little symbol is. It's something weird. It's, it's like this. the Horned Frogs. Yep, and it spits blood out of its eyes. That's what a Horned Frog does. It's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> You think it's weird here? That's weird, too. I'm rolling with the Horned Frogs, baby. On their home field? Nah. TCU is good. People will eventually believe me, and you will eventually, too, when they oh, win by 14 Oh, no, I believe more. they're good. I just think West Virginia can lose a game more. by All right. 13. Final one. Not surprisingly, it's a game we're going to watch here tonight. Yeah, Cincinnati. I, I wonder what we think. As a one-and-a-half-point period. Who pays game. them checks Jer again? Jerem, who are you going with after you guaranteed that BYU would win? Uh, I've said multiple times throughout the summer, 
and this year, that there's no way BYU loses this game, and I feel like there's no <laughs> way BYU loses this game. Is there a way? Sure. But BYU is going to win the game tonight, despite being a home dog. You know, you know what would stink is if we both pick BYU, but because it's a one and a half and Cincinnati won by one, we would still get this pick right. <laughs> But we would hate that we were we got it right. That I will way. hate uh, Cincinnati winning in any forms. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Okay. Let's do prop picks yep. now. Over under forty nine and a half points scored tonight. Oh man! Combined between Cincinnati and BYU, I'm saying first to twenty four wins. I, I I think this is going to be a struggle. I'm going under forty nine and a half points. I go under as well. I I think like a twenty one seventeen kind of game could happen here. Okay. Over under 14 and a half first half completed passes for Keaton That's Slovis. Way too high of a number. Under. No. 14 and a half is a high number. Yeah. Unless BYU just abandons the run, run it at all. But it's the first half. No, no, no they're going to try to run it. Now, if this number were at like 10, yeah. then it would be different. Now it's more interesting. Yeah. He had 17 BYU in the first half. BYU Sports last week. Nation. Apparently, we're just going to break. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Which quarter will BYU score? You want score us to shut it? The most points in. I'm going second quarter. Okay. Second quarter. What, which quarter are you thinking BYU is going to be the big score? Well, I thought second, but then I found out we both picked the same thing. <laughs> so they asked, you know, if one of us wanted to change. Yes. BYU is plus 28 in the second. That's the most. I think fourth quarter. This is a game where BYU goes and puts up like 13 points or something. Salt it away. Win. Salt, salt it away, away or go get quarter. the lead and win. Either way, I don't care. Give me a 10-point fourth quarter. BYU is up by three or seven going into the fourth. They score 10. They win by 10. Oh, that would be lovely. Just lovely. I don't care about style points anymore. I used to care a lot. I don't care now. All right, uh, you and I had the same pick here, too, yeah. for the following three options. Will the BYU defense have more sacks, takeaways, or forced three and outs? Okay, so I went there initially, forced three and outs. So you you stay with that one. Can BYU get Are you to Emory? Can, no. Can BYU get to Emory Jones? Sacks. I'm going to go with sacks. Okay. Okay? okay. If they could sack him twice, there's a chance that that could lead the category. And here's the greatest 50-50 of all time. Two-face. Went there. Mm -hmm. Will the coin toss be heads or tails? I'm going tails. I will therefore go heads. Give me Sonic and tails. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know we have little kids, win. It's so dumb that this yeah. is a thing. Was the, will the coin toss be heads <laughs> the or tails? Coin yes, I'm really I got a point. We're really watching that coin toss closely. Also, you could you should listen closely to the Big Stories podcast. Watch the videos. Listen to the pod. This week they talk about the sense of City of Cincinnati supporting a football foe. Former Bearcat running back Isaiah Pete as well talks about life beyond football after a car accident ended his career. Download the pod or hit up the BYU radio app. Great, great stories. Up next, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that BYU will beat Cincinnati tonight? Are you rolling a 10 right now, Jaron? I'm, cr I'm cranked it up to 11, dog. BYU Sports Nation. Give me 11. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This program is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. It's a beautiful day here. So beautiful. It smells fresh. Perfect. Mid-60s right now. Sunshine. Big 12 home opener. Yeah. Oh, baby. Our question of the day. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that BYU will beat Cincinnati tonight? 11. Brand Brandon Palmer answers on Instagram. Yeah. Nine, he says. Mm -hmm. 8.15 p.m. kickoff. Probably he references more like 8.20. First Big 12 game at home, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Sold out. We'll be rocking tonight. This is the beginning of this, too, Spence, because, um, you know, it's exciting to have any Big 12 game here. But imagine when it is 
Oklahoma in November when it is Texas Tech in October. Um, these are very exciting. You know, Iowa State, who hasn't been that good, but it's like, dude, Iowa State's coming to town. Like, these every game matters. Yes. These are so exciting, Tap. It is so crazy that we will be discussing if BYU wins. Will the Cougars have a chance to win eight? And if they lose, are they going to get to a bowl game? There will be overreaction <laughs> Monday for sure, bro. <laughs> we should play overreaction Monday either way. Either based way. on the result. Yes. Lori Wood on Facebook says, 10. I've got a 10 relying heavily on the late night Provo mojo. I hope okay. the crowd is like another player on the field. Yeah, I think the crowd can have a really big impact, um, which brings us to an early rise and shout out. Let's just go there now. Uh, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tom Homo on Wednesday tweeted the following, at BYU Rock. He didn't put a period, so it just goes to the people that follow him and the Rock. The, the day is nearing to experience the most exciting and loudest game day ever at BYU. The first, look at him using emojis, first Big 12 football game in BYU uh, history at home. Lavelle's house must shake, rock, and roar like no other game ever. Many kooks have gone before to bring us here. Friday, you bring the thunder. So let's see if the Rock can't change the direction of this game. They're going to be packed in here tonight. Remember 2021 when in multiple games, not just the Arizona State game, multiple games, they created consecutive penalties, false starts for at least two teams. I don't uh, think the fans understand the control they have over what happens tonight. You can literally change the, the fortunes of the Yes. Game. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes in from Brendan Smith on X. He's with you, Jerem. Yeah. 11 out of 10. It's a gut little, feeling. A little spinal tap reference there. Yeah. It's a gut feeling. Uh, 11 is my favorite number. So is it really? I'm, I'm on board for did that. Did you wear 11 in high school for Northridge? Uh, I did for a little bit um, in junior high. I was 11 all the way okay. junior high. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Today's rise. Uh, or sorry. You already did the rise shadow. Let's <laughs> get out of here. All right. Thanks to today's guest, Jim Kelly. But not that Jim Kelly. No, right? no. Not we the, had our own Jim not Kelly. Not the four-time Super Bowl loser. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to Dennis Spitta. A winner in the Super Bowl, I guess. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jeterius Gully. From oh, Jeterius! Nice pull. See you tonight. Go Cougs.